This is a work of fiction. Written, narrated, and produced by me, Dennis Macareg. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it with friends. A gondola stopped next to us to unload passengers because we don't know how to get to the restaurants and the address can be difficult to find. She asked the gondolier how to get there. After five minutes or so, she turns to me and says, he'll take us for 60 euros. Come on, it's on me. Rushing to the station this morning, if you would ask me if I would be in a gondola later that day with someone as beautiful as Olivia, I would have said that you are out of your mind. Should I pinch myself? just to see if this is only an illusion. Such thing don't happen to a guy like me. I go down the steps that lead to the water and hop on. Holding out my hand to help her get in, she reaches into mine. She looks directly into my eyes, smiles and whispers, Thank you. Her smile skyrockets me into a state of euphoria. So shiny, it's as if it has been polished for a month. The gondola has a figure of a golden horse on its side. The water is bright green like a liquid glass. We sit a few inches apart on the padded red seat, not knowing how close we should be. The gondolier positioned himself on the red carpet at the back. The S-shaped iron on the front that also represents the Grand Canal and Venice's districts slowly tilts up. At first, it seemed like wings will spread below us and we are going to fly over the city. He begins to row and we're off to explore the mysteries of the canals. Olivia surprises me when she leans into my chest. Her move is so natural as if we are in a dance and this is our next step. I gently put my arms around her shoulder and pull her closer. We say nothing and soak in the charm of the city. From a distance, a church bell tolls as if announcing our arrival. Muffled laughter from some young people echoes from a hidden alley. The gondola slices through the reflections of the building and footbridges dancing on the rippling water as if a multicolored painting is floating on top. Thick moss covers the base of all buildings. At one point, Venice was one of the wealthiest republics in its era. How did this place look in its heyday when the wealthy merchants ruled the city? A water taxi rumbles from a distance. It briefly appears as if on a mission, then disappears under the bridge like a mermaid slipping beneath the river. As the gondolier directs the oar, the sound of the water rushing beneath us is like music in a tranquil canal. He rows in a rhythmic pattern and the gondola progresses in a steady pace. The waterway seems to go on and on but I don't mind. I want the ride to go on forever. 
The slight wind blowing through the slender openings between the buildings is soothing. It feels like a cool afternoon breeze through a window. The gondolier ducks his head as we go under a bridge. The light briefly disappears. Then we emerge on the other side. The late orange sky greets us. We lean back. There are cables crisscrossing the buildings. Residents are having tea on their balconies. Olivia slips her arm around my waist. Wanting to return her affection, I kiss her on the forehead. She turns to me, smiles, then returns her focus to the translucent curtains blowing out the open windows. The Venetians are going about their daily lives in their living rooms. For a second, we're able to peek into their world. Potted flowers on the windowsills accent the life-size painted canvas in front of us. Tourists walk along the banks without a care in the world. Lovers are kissing on the footbridge. Further along, the canals become confusing. We are lost, but mostly we are lost in each other's arms and we don't want to be found. This is one of the most romantic cities in the world and a beautiful girl is next to me. I relish what's happening right in front of me. Not thinking of yesterday and pushing away thoughts of tomorrow's consequences. We are passing a building where water encroaches onto the porches. It's a delightful surprise to see such beautiful facades and grand entranceway tucked between the canals. The gondolier comments that the best way to see them is by gondola. He is right. There are no cars, no wheeled vehicles, and no bicycles, which back home are daily annoyance for a city dweller like me. Neglected palazzos and abandoned buildings appear in one of the canal and reappear in the next. The gondolier shouts a warning to the other boats that we are around the corner, then turns the craft by kicking the wall with the precision of a seasoned pilot landing a jumbo jet. The sleek gondola responds and out of nowhere, we are transported to another world. Then, as if the gondolier pulled a magician's trick, we come out of a narrow passageway and into the Grand Canal. We find ourselves looking straight at Santa Maria de la Salute's massive dome. If cruising in the small canals is like Sunday drive, the Grand Canal is like the middle of rush hour. What a gorgeous church! Olivia shouts above the noise of the water taxis and speedboats going every which way, as if they're about to collide. It seems like it's automatic on who gives way. My heart is pumping as we navigate through the open water. Olivia clings to me. As we approach our destination, the gondolier slows down as he prepares to let us off and points to the restaurants where we need to go. I hop onto the landing, careful not to slip on the moss-covered steps. He tips his hat and hands us a business card. His brother is a water taxi driver and he suggests we call him for a night tour of Venice. And it's an unforgettable experience.
please check out my latest novel, A Whisper to the Moon, at online retailers and at bookstores where it's available. Thank you for listening to episode 8 of my podcast. One more thing about riding the gondolas, though it's a transportation to get you to different destinations, it's also a symbol of luxury and power. Riding in one shows style. Pronouncing, hey, I made it, look at me. The entire city can see you sitting on the large padded seat. Venice is so different from the places I've ever been to. Most of us live on mainland and some had never been to a beach or a lake. The water activities on this island are like no other. Everything revolves around the constant boat activities. Boats are either transporting people or hauling goods. The residents' front and back doors are literally water. As for me, the gondola is the definition of classic beauty. But the water taxi is a beautiful modern woman, very stylish with a Hollywood flair to it. The water taxis are speedboats made from crafted wood and varnished to perfection. Shiny, so retro. You can tell that an effort was put into making it by master craftsmen. The passengers would stand up, their heads and shoulders above the roof. They're like movie stars. They go in and out of the canals. They appear, reappear. One thing I realize when you're in a place like this, it's that it's almost surreal. Your senses are bombarded with so many new things. You find as if you're wanting more and you're rewarded with new discoveries with each turn. Metaphorically speaking, in my life, when you finally arrive at the destination or achieve whatever it is you're trying to strive for, though you are glad that you are finally standing on top of the mountain, there is a layer of ache in your heart because you realize that the fun part of the entire process is over. And that's the journey itself. I guess by arriving at the finish line, there's a sudden realization of how much you're missing in life. We can't go everywhere, but we can make an effort what we can in our lifetime. And I think that's a realistic goal for most of us. Let's face it, we all work and we have to deal with the daily grind of life's inconveniences problems, and all kinds of stuff. When you finally arrive in a place like this and achieve a tidbit of peace and quietness and a moment to reflect on the things that happened to you, you tell yourself that, you know, it took so long and planning to the particular destination you needed to go. And you can only spend a few hours to enjoy everything. You ask yourself if it's even worth it. Our trip took almost a day, a non-stop flight from Los Angeles to Ireland, another four-hour flight to Rome, then a train ride 
to Venice, took another three hours or so from Rome, to finally be here and to sit and marvel at the beauty in front of me gives me that melancholy feeling. I ask myself how I've been missing all these and for the amount of time and planning that it took to get here, even if it's only a few moments to experience it all, I would say it was all worth it.